You're listening to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lakin. Welcome back to SCGA Off the Hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina Golf Association. I'm Alan Knight, lucky enough to be here, joined by Biff Lathrop, Executive Director. Biff, how are you? Doing great, AK. Appreciate you coming by and helping us keep the off the hosel rolling as we've been rolling here over the last year or so. Yeah, I love keeping up with you guys. <laughs> we've had a lot going on. Uh, it's a lot to keep up with. We uh, Since you and I last got together, uh, Hurricane Ian rolled through South Carolina. Yeah. Messed up some plans for us. We had uh, the Rick Veith four ball scheduled at the fort uh, that weekend, but uh, couldn't do it, obviously, so we did get it rescheduled. We're going to be doing that on November the 5th and 6th coming up. So, everybody, everybody keep your eyes open for that. We're looking forward to getting that event back up and going. But uh, we were able the next weekend, had a beautiful weekend, as as usually you do after a hurricane. The weather's really nice, you know. Right. Uh, we did our Mid-Am Championship down at Daltaw Island. Um, played. Uh, we did that October the 7th, 8th, and 9th. And did a little different this year you know it's a three-round event right. and we played the cotton dyke course the first day and we played morgan river the second day and went wow. back to cotton dyke so everybody got to see all of daltal um which is always a good thing daltal is a great place if you haven't been there it's beautiful i don't know if we ever used morgan river while i was here you know we used morgan river uh for the mixed team championship oh, okay. a couple years ago but that's the only time we've been over there it's a good golf course it's yep. a really good golf course it just uh didn't have the didn't have the the draw that cotton dyke's got i definitely was marking cotton dyke for the junior championship one time and kept Going around a certain hole and end up on marking part of Morgan River. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. You can get lost out there. So, but we're we're really fortunate. They, Daltaw Island has been so good to us. Um, and we had a we had a great championship. When it was all said and done, we had a tie. Uh, John Weiss and Chandler Mulkey uh, finished tied at, at a score two ten. Man, and uh, so we had to have a playoff. I will before we get to that. John Weiss really started the day off pretty good. He drove the first hole as a par four. Not at the ten feet, made that putt for eagle. Man, and four holes later on number five, made a hole in one. So he got off to a hot start. Um, Not kidding. <clears throat> kind of fumbled a little bit coming in, but yeah. Anyhow, he got into the playoff and and actually made a birdie on the first playoff hole, the eighteenth hole. Uh, made a birdie to take the championship. Like I said, with scores of 66, 73, 71 over a, a valiant effort from Chandler Mulkey, who played really hard the same same three days. So good, good playing, gentlemen. Yep, played really well. It's fun. Uh, while we were doing that. The 8th and 9th of October, our junior crowd was up at Cobbs Glen up in Anderson, South okay. Carolina, oh, doing the Jackie Sewell Jr. I saw the wrestling belts on right? Facebook and Twitter. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. They're pretty cool. Uh, second year of that event for a great great championship for a great individual. The Sewell family comes up. I think Daniel and David and Miss Sewell were there. And yeah. uh, it's just a great two days. The support we get from the community, especially there from Cobbs Glen, is incredible. Uh, they bring the grill out and cook burgers and tent. And, I mean, yeah. it's just a it's just a great two days. Everything I saw on social media looked like a good time. Yeah, it was really good. And uh, we had a had five different divisions. We had the boys ten to twelve, which was won by Davis Petty. Okay. Uh, we had the girls ten to twelve, which was won by Zoe Meldrum, who Zoe's parents are, are Chad and Caddy Cody Meldrum from yeah. down in Aiken, nice. playing a lot of our stuff. Uh, the boys thirteen and fifteen, Charles Cawthon won. Yeah, score seventy sixty seven for Charles. Um, and the girls' 13 to 15 age group was Marissa Scaletta. Uh, she had a three-shot victory. And the boys' 16 to 18 was Chuck Stanley with a score of 72-70, a 142, and a one-shot victory. Good, job, good so playing, gentlemen. They had a, another good weekend. It was just great. Matt Harbin yeah. uh, heads that up and does a great job with it. Him and Cobb Oxford is his right-hand man and all their volunteers. They just do a fantastic job. So we thank them for all they do. 
I'm going to get my kid playing that so we can get a wrestling belt. There you go. That wrestling belt is pretty cool. They're it's, popular it's really items. Cool. They are. Um, one other event we've done since we were last together, which wasn't a, a golf tournament but was uh, maybe as important, was a celebration of golf. We did it at the governor's mansion on, on, on October the 12th. Uh, we had all of the – The who's who. The industry leaders. Yeah. Um, Throughout South Carolina that came in and South Carolina PRT put it on and Dwayne Parrish and uh, the governor was there. Yeah, uh, He and his wife were there with us and they, they spoke and it was just a really great opportunity to get all these folks together, really talk about the financial impact that golf makes on our state tax wise and uh, yeah. with with you know people coming down to visit and for you know family for vacation monies and it was uh it is a huge impact. It's huge. Um, people, I don't think people, a lot of people realize what the impact it is, but it, it's pretty incredible. Um, and, and to get all those folks together, Steve Wilmot with the Heritage Tournament was there. Yeah. Uh, so mean, Jeff yes. Abbott with Carolina's PGA. PGA, the superintendents, you, the CGA, uh, industry leaders, like you say, the Heritage Foundation yeah. and Wilmot. And, and then they, they did a little presentation, and they, they opened up the, the mansion. We got to walk through the mansion. Did and, you? Yep, spent a little bit of time in there. Got to got to meet the governor's dog. Um, <laughs> the bulldog. The big something. bulldog. That yep. bulldog is big for a reason. He gets fed <laughs> by a lot of people when they walk through that mansion. But uh, it was great. It was just a great day, a good opportunity to celebrate this great game we love, and, and we, we appreciate that opportunity from the governor and his, his group. Yeah. Um, but coming up, Alan, we, you know, like I said, we don't slow down, but this is through the end of October. We've got our super senior championship. It's going to be at Florence country club on the 18th and 19th. Yeah. Uh, the Bobby Chapman is three day event. Now is going to be the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd at the country club of Spartanburg. Mm. Uh, we're moving our mixed team championship because we had our mixed, because we had our mid amateur at Daltall. We had to move our mixed team championship was usually at Daltall. So we're going down to Mount Vintage on the 22nd and 23rd. Okay, that's why. To co-host that event with the Women's Golf Association. Yep, yep, that's a good one. So we're looking forward to having that. That's, uh, we we'll call it the Divorce Open. Yeah, I know. Uh, for these for these husband and wife teams that get, get in there. It's an alternate shot one day, which they absolutely love. I tried to change it up, but they love that alternate really? shot. So we kept it in there. Okay. But uh, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. And then. And then the next weekend, the 29th and 30th, we've got the Fall Challenge, which we've now split up into two different events. We've got the right. boys going to be at Sherall State Park. And that same weekend, the girls going to be at the Links and Stone, Stony Point okay. in Greenwood. So yeah. we're looking forward to that. Uh, again, just going strong, and we'll run right into November, have more information in November. But I was about to say, it still doesn't stop them. It doesn't stop them, but it's, uh, it's exciting for us. But we're excited uh, for this particular episode. We've got <laughs> – We've got the the man myth legend, Mr. yeah Eddie Hargit. Eddie Hargit, uh, he's a three time senior player of the year, getting ready to get his fourth, and uh, it was it was good to sit down and talk to him and hear what his thoughts go through his mind, and and uh, we hope everybody enjoys it and, and enjoys a, a good listen with, with Eddie Hargit. Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the game's initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The MySCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app. 
Eddie Hargett, welcome to SCGA Off the Hosel. Thank you for being here. Glad to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Very warranted. Eddie was questioning why we would have him on, but he is very warranted. I think the uh, three current player of the year statuses is enough. Three current player of the year? Yeah. Yeah. So, where did you get your start in golf? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Chester, uh, but you know didn't didn't grow up around golf at all. You know, so I'm I'm an outsider from that perspective. Uh, my dad didn't play golf. Nobody in my family played golf. You know, in, in fact, uh, I remember my my the first time I ever went to a golf course had nothing to do with golf. Okay. They opened, they built the new, or at the time, the new Chester Golf Course, which was the the Springs course. And um, you know, I, I grew up like kids in my time did playing baseball and football right and uh the shriners had the grand opening and my dad was a shriner my dad was a mason he was a, a, a past master of the masons and uh, they had the shriners do the big you know hoopla out there well they brought mickey mantle to come do the grand opening for the golf course in chester south in, carolina in chester south carolina mickey wow. mantle and bobby richardson actually wow Jeez. and that was in 19 i was eight years old 1968 so yeah. they were you know big yeah. deal back then yeah and um you know, here's a little kid. So I got, I got, I still have the baseball, my little, my Dixie Youth baseball that Mickey Mantle signed. It still sits on a, on a mantle at the house. And, uh, but the only thing I can remember, that didn't mean anything to me at the time. And of course, that was, you know, old balls and old clubs. And, uh, Mickey Mantle hit a drive on the first hole and, and hit it over the first green. <laughs> and everybody oohed and odd, you know, I don't know how far, maybe I don't know, 375 or something. And, uh, but that was, you know, but golf then, I remember, um, you know, in a small town, the town shut down on Wednesday at noon. You know, the, the, the bankers and the store owners and the insurance guy, every, nobody worked on Wednesday afternoon. They went to the golf course. Interesting. And, and that was a kind of what the rich guy did. Yeah. That, and that, that's, that was my perspective of golf for all of my, all of my youth. Golf was what the rich folks did. <laughs> did, you play, did you play other sports kind of growing up? Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, you know, from the time I could just about walk baseball, football, you know, Little League, and, you know, that that was back when you didn't have age groups. So, you know, if you played baseball or football, it was 8 to 12. So when you were 8, you were playing with the 12-years-old, and you, you learned to keep your mouth shut and yep. you learned to take your whippings. And, you know, you, you know, smoked real quick as an 8-year-old. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you, if you weren't one of those one percenters, <laughs> you, you were in trouble. So where did you get introduced to golf then? So, you know, after, after college, uh, I, I moved away from South Carolina for about three years and, and traveled the country. I was work, working in finance then and realized I hated that and, and, said, and, and wanted to get back to South Carolina. I said, okay, like anybody, I want to get the heck out of this two-horse town and, uh, and left. And then about two years later, realized, hmm, I, I can't wait to get back. And literally, I quit my job to move back to South Carolina. Did you really? And, and when I moved back... Um, uh, my the, my friends, my old friends that I was was hanging around with, a couple of them had played you know small college golf, and but that's what they did on the weekends. They played golf. So if I wanted to hang around my friends, it's like okay, well you know you can come come hang out with us. Uh, we play golf on the weekends, uh, but we're not looking for balls and don't slow us up. And uh, and so <laughs> that was. <laughs> Uh, that was, you know, I did, and, and there was not anybody that taught lessons there. So uh, after about a year of fumbling around with it with those guys and just kind of imitating them and they would help me a little bit, it was, it was one of those things where I was like, you know, I, I really like this sport. And I, I've always had a competitive gene. So that, Was this back in Chester? This is in Chester. Okay. Yeah. Wow. What, what was the first thing? Do you remember the first thing you shot? Did you break 100 the first time? Oh, good Lord. I can't even remember that. Okay. I'm sure I did not. Right, right. <laughs> I'm sure I did not. Well, I see you as such a natural. You know, I've known you for a good number of years now, and I just see you as a natural golfer. So it makes me feel better it didn't come 
like that to you, you know? Oh no, no. You, well, you didn't know me in those days. I mean, it was <laughs> it was a it was a struggle. In fact, I, I remember the after about that year, I said, you know, I'm either going to learn to play this sport and enjoy it, or I'm going to quit it because I, I it was really evident very quick because I was a, a pitcher and a quarterback through high school and a little, tried a little bit in college and got dinged up, but um. I said, you know, this is a hard sport, and it takes a lot of time. And I literally lived about 30 minutes away from the golf course, and I would drive out there after work. they close the range at 7 o'clock, and I'd have my shag bag, and after they close the range, I would literally just hit my balls into dark. So did you ever have any formal lessons? None, none. Have I mean, you that, ever had any formal lessons? Not a, you know, the, the, the lessons that I got, I mean, from a, from a pro or like we would think of today, right. no, 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 no. I could, back those days, there, there wasn't anybody that taught in Chester, and I couldn't afford it if they, <laughs> if they did. So, <laughs> probably, probably crapful or darkened over the years of giving you, a, hey, you're doing this or that. That became that became the best um, set of eyes, if you will. Once you get to a certain point, you're playing with people regularly that are that are good players. Okay, yeah. that that. You know, they know your game and they know you. They're your set of eyes more than you are. And that, that absolutely helped a bunch. I mean, Robert and David and Brad, they, you know, we, we would all critique, you know, and, that, and that's hard to do sometimes because we all have big egos. You know, you don't want somebody else telling you what to do. But right, right. when you're struggling, like, what the heck? So yeah. that would help. What was the first tournament you played in? Do you remember where you finally said, all right, I'm going to compete? Um, you know, golf's a bunch of stair steps. So I remember when I, other than just like playing on Saturdays with your buddies, a lot of those guys were playing like the little like your club championship, or there was a couple little like the Shriners tournament was a big tournament. There were some local things, and one or two guys were playing like a state am back then. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I, I, boy, I'd, I'd sure like to get good enough to play in a, in a club championship. And then you know, through four or five years, I, I won that at Chester, and then. You know, guy. I mean, I'd sure like to play in a in a state am, and so there's all these little stair steps that if if you're so inclined to do that, you well, know, and that's kind of the way junior golf is set yeah. up through South Carolina. Yeah, and and just the time frame here. What age are we talking about when you kind of got started getting that thought about a competitive thirty? Oh yeah, I was in my thirties. Okay, so, oh, so, I was mid thirties. So you were really truly a late comer to the I started game. It, I really started playing my my first. Real set of clubs when I was uh, 27 and really started playing when I was 28. Okay. So. Yeah. Were they metal wood or wood woods? <laughs> In fact, I have it right. This is the very first. I still have the, the very first. I had it refinished. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's the very first set of clubs I ever bought. It was a McGregor MT. It's wood. And I remember when I, I bought it out of the, bought the set of clubs out of the pro shop there at Chester. Yeah. That set of woods came with a, a, a driver. Two wood, three wood, four wood, five wood, and I bought a set of first flight phantom irons, okay, two iron through pitching wedge, and I bought the whole thing for two hundred ninety nine. Did you really? So, yeah. so since we're since we're doing audio here for you, those of you that can't see, obviously, we I'm, I'm Eddie brought in this driver. So, MT McGregor one, which means driver for those <laughs> not old enough to know. Um, Funny thing about this, you know, we, we took our junior team matches down to Savannah Golf Club back in July and did a long drive thing, had had the swing analysis out there and, and you know, figure out how far these kids were hitting it. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody brought out a bunch of persimmon woods mm-hmm. and the kids tried to hit them and hit them pretty good all considering. But uh, one of the kids said, man, if I could just 
hit it right there in between those screws. I said, and that's where and the that, saying comes from. There you go. There you go. That's a beautiful driver, yeah. though. But, you know, that was when I started playing, it was kind of an interesting time because you had the old technology. And then about the time that I started playing and getting into golf is when everything started changing. Yep. So I just sort of figured one thing out and had to go into another. That is, this is an impressive-looking club. There's no pop-up marks on there or anything. <laughs> no, that's been refinished. Trust I was about me. to say it. <laughs> I can tell you, my old, my old power built persimmons yeah. were uh, did not look that yeah. pretty, and, and it's about the size of a of a hybrid, right? No, like the old tour spoon. <laughs> All right, let's test your memory real quick. Okay. Do you remember the first tournament you won ever? Ooh, state tournament. Let's uh, first other than like state. a club championship. Yeah. Well, club championship in Chester was the first thing I ever won. Okay. Um, gosh, after that. That's one thing about me. I, I compartmental. There's so much bad stuff that happens in golf. You know, you try to compartmentalize and forget things. Plus, plus, you get older, so I forget forget a lot of things. Um, wow, you know, I, that would be hard. I have to do some research. I have to get back I, on Google. I can't. I right. can't. I really can't. I remember the one thing I can remember was one of my goals. Once we talked about, so I really wanted to play in the stadium. I wanted to play in the stadium really bad, and um, I tried a couple of times. I didn't make it in the first. Ironically, I can't remember where the stadium was, but I remember I qualified at Woodlands and I shot 76, and that was a number. And now 76 to get you, and that ain't yeah. even close. Yep. You know, that's that's not even close. So that's how things have changed. Yeah, we sure. I think uh, I think our four four qualifiers this year were uh, three of them were one over par and one of them was even par to, yeah. to get in. So yeah. always thought it was crazy knowing you had to shoot one over par just to have a chance to get in that qualifier but yeah things have changed a little bit since then <laughs> that head cover you have is kind of special too yeah right? I, you know I've, I've always been one like all the all the that's 1997 state state oh answer. wow that's uh that's charles warren this is a, a the the head cover they gave away in 97 at the Thornblade club for the amateur championship you your charles warren one yep that's I, great uh, that's one not. thing that i've always done i don't know why but like the towels you would give us and things like that i don't really use them i'll throw them i've got i've got a yeah, I just got a swag box. Maybe maybe Cole will carry one of these days, or maybe he'll throw them away or just <laughs> put them on eBay. I don't know. Speaking of Cole, uh-huh. let's, let's talk about Cole real quick. Okay. It's your son, mm-hmm. and he's a big young man who's got a deep voice, very deep voice. <laughs> now, last I saw him a couple of weeks ago. Right. But uh, let's talk about his junior golf. How did he get started in junior golf? The, the chapter program, probably? Uh, yeah. You know, he, he's, he was on the golf course literally before he could walk. Yeah. Uh, not his mom wasn't real happy about that at the time. I'd, I'd take him out and <laughs> literally set him on the green and put balls into the hole, and he'd pick the balls out and then stick them in his mouth and stuff. And I said, "Oh God, you know." But um, you know, he just he he grew up with it. Uh, but but he really didn't um, take to golf too much. We'd do a few things early on, like a lot of. But he was playing baseball and football and basketball. Yeah. And then about seventh grade, um, when his buddies really moved toward toward golf yeah. that then that was it but yeah. um you know so jv team playing here at, at blythewood but he was always a late bloomer. he was tiny i mean when he went to when he went to high school i think his freshman year of high school i think he might have weighed 90 well pounds. he was tiny back then Ooh. he's not tiny now he's not tiny he's now. A gym, no, no, i'm no. guessing he's a gym rat oh yeah he's yeah in the gym a lot. he looks like it i saw him he played yeah. the players four ball we all played together yeah. the players yeah. four ball yeah. here not long yeah. ago yeah. And uh, I was like, wow, he, he's keeping himself fit. Yeah, he's a big yeah. boy now. He, uh, he played, you know, he played a, about a year and a half in, in college and, I don't know, burnout or whatever. But, um, you know, didn't do much last year. So I'm hoping – I think he's going to finally start getting back into it like a lot of kids find their way once exactly. they start working. Sort of like me. They start working. That's what their buddies are doing. So, yeah. yeah. Um, he's he's definitely got more game, more more ability, I would say. Oh, he uh, pounds now. it. He, did, uh, you, 
Did you follow him around a lot when he was playing junior golf? Did you, oh, were you the, were you well, on the golf course watching? Oh, the well, time? you know, I coached uh, uh, assistant coach to the high school team for six years. Okay. So I mean, I was always because at that time they didn't really play a lot of matches. They played a lot of tournaments. I mean, two and three day tournaments. We'd go to Hilton Head, Georgia. Man, it's changed. So you know, we yeah. were we were taking around in vans and I mean, fundraising. Oh, yeah, you had to fundraise some. Oh yeah, all the all the junior stuff. You know the the whether it was. CGA, SCGA, some of those, the couple of those big CPGA things. You know, yeah. they they have the Hackler course every year. Yeah. So, oh yeah, we were. There was a lot. There was some the years. There, there was about eight years there where it was all the time. I him and all of his buddies. You and I had a conversation. You were not angry, but you're like, man, it was a CPGA tournament, one of those holiday deals, and you you like, I tried to sign up five minutes into it, and we oh, didn't yeah. get oh, it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, yeah, I remember those two tournaments. The uh, one at the Hackler and the one that they have in the at. at uh, is it the Surf Club or the Doom Club? It's always in like December and the Christmas uh, yeah. break. Yeah, and like you're you're sitting there on the laptop and it opens at eight o'clock and as fast as as I could enter, um, it was too late. Oh yeah, I, it, it would timestamp like okay, I entered it at eight oh one and fifteen seconds and I'm thirty seventh alternate. Like how well, does that happen? And, and things haven't gotten any better. I want to tell you, we, and this is for later, but Bobby Chapman tournament, which is a national event, invitational. Um, they just finalized the field last mm-hmm. week, and I think they took 64 kids, maybe 60 kids. Uh, we turned away 260 applications wow. for that tournament. So, I mean, that's it, how junior golf is now. It's, yeah. it's, it's rolling still. Well, one of, my, one of my favorite cold memories, it was the junior championship at Bulls Bay. <laughs> and this is when he was on the smaller side, probably 7th, seventh, 8th seventh, grade or so. Bulls Bay or Oldfield? Was it Oldfield? Number 11? Yes. Okay, I know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so Cole couldn't get it to the fairway. So he would hit. It was, pitch- a, it was a pond. You had to hit it over a pond. He right. couldn't, couldn't hit it that far. So he hit pitching wedge to the ladies' tee and then would hit three wood or something off of there, wouldn't he? Yeah. He hit, he, the, hitting the ladies' tee from where he. The ladies' tee was out in the water. And <laughs> oh, so, wow. So it was like hitting the top of this table with a pitching wedge. And then he hit that, the day that you were talking. Chris, Chris Miller was there, I think. Yeah. And uh, he hit pitching wedge to the ladies' tee, and it kind of got on the side of the ladies' tee, and he had a funky line. That's that yeah. par five, right? Yeah. Yep, I know what you're talking about. Yep. And then he hit a three-wood up the fairway and a three-wood short of the green and chipped it up and made the, <laughs> hey. the par. It was like, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> right, look, real quick, let's talk about Park Soto for a second. Oh, yeah. you got to coach Parks. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. Cole, I remember them hanging out at oh, the absolutely. junior tournament. So absolutely. Parks was a young man who passed away, you know, unexpectedly kind of, and uh, but he was a great kid. And oh. Played under you? Did what? Now? Did he play under you? Yeah, yeah, under yeah. your team. Yeah, that I tell you, some of my greatest memories were with those all, all those team members. You know, of course, coming and going. You know, for about six years. And frankly, um, not just great memories from a parent perspective, but just in general, uh, seeing those kids and being around them, and you know, trying to coach them as much as you can. But I, I learned a lot about myself in golf coaching them but uh oh, i tell you parts was and people say things like this you hear a lot of time, but he was literally one of a kind he was an old soul in a seventh grade body and you can coach a lot of things in golf but you can't coach grit and determination right and that kid had that in spades i mean he would as a to be a seventh grader and kind of be a, a parks wasn't going to wait for somebody to be a leader i mean he he, he was the leader he was the guy that said okay guys get on my shoulders let's go and he'd hit it out in the woods on the first tee. He's like, mm, I made bird from here, coach. Yeah. <laughs> he was just that guy. His glass was always half full. That's he cool. Was just that guy. 
you got any playing accomplishments, Mr. Hargett, there listed? Man, do I ever. And, oh, and, and Eddie, I won't tell you, I, I, I was going through trying to put together some of your accomplishments, and there's so many. I, I'm, I've missed a lot. I'm, I'm, I, I kind of try to generalize this to SCGA and CGA, and, and if I miss something, I'm sorry. Uh, but I'm going to start off with uh, – we'll start off with our senior better ball. Uh, you and Walter Todd teamed together in 15 and 16 to take that championship. And just recently, a month ago, uh, you and Brad Crapful just won the 2022 version of that over there at St. T. Cooper. Right. Uh, senior four ball, 16 and 17, you and Walter Todd again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the, You were part of the Trescott Championship here with Columbia in 2004, 8, 11, and 12. Uh, the senior championship, I think that's one that you've been trying. I mean, you've been working hard on that one. And, boy, did you not get close this year in Orangeburg. Uh, Stansill got in the playoff, and uh, yep. Stansill came out on top. But, yep. but you were you were right there. And it was just you and Stansill, basically, as far as the, the, the competitiveness. It's the golf course was tough, and, and y'all kind of broke away from the rest of the field. But I know that one still burns you a little bit. Uh, Carolina's four ball in 2000. Did you win the Carolinas four ball? Yeah, Dude, Brad, who did you play Brad with? Crapful and I. Crapful, you the, and Crappy did. In the one year that was the year they were redoing the golf course at Camden, and it was at Florence. That's when I first ah, met you and Brad. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Carolina Senior Four Ball this year as well with Gino. Yep. You and Gino Brichetti in 2022. You see a theme, don't you? It's not me. It's picking good partners. Uh, hey, listen, that's part. Of, <laughs> that's part of it, though. Um, that's part of it. Now you do have your. You won the 2018 North South Senior Championship. Yep. Um, were there any other national events that you, that I missed in there? Technically, too? Eddie got to rain for two years because it was a COVID year. So <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah, go. Exactly. exactly. Um, and then and then you were the Carolinas Senior Player of the Year in 2021. Right. And for the South Carolina Golf Association, you've been the South. You were the SCGA Senior Player of the Year in 2019, 2020. 2021 and i got a pretty good feeling you got a pretty good spot right now for 2022 as well so uh that's a, that's quite an accomplishment and, and that's not i didn't even dig into the usga do you do you know how many usga championships you played in now uh seven so seven three, are they all see. seniors no three three mid-ams three senior opens and one senior am and you you made it to senior am you got down to the round of 16, 16 last year yeah. last year right yeah the USGA events is a whole nother level, isn't it? it? It's I tell you, man. Once you once you play in one of those things, it's like okay. You, one at least for me, yes. Like okay, I don't know if I'll ever get back. But two, you want to get back, right? Yeah. And uh, the the one it's, it's funny, you know, the the championships and things that that you that you read up, and I, and I appreciate that, and that's uh, very humbling, you know, to because uh, I've I've always kind of felt certainly in the golf world. Um, I was an overachiever just because I didn't come from golf. You know, I didn't – I had to figure this thing out. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, it's, it's a very self-deprecating sport. Yep. Yeah. I had to figure out the difference between hitting the golf ball and playing golf. And it took me about 20 – literally, it took me 20 years to figure that out. Yeah. Um, and um, – but there's, there's – you know, in, in amateur golf, people only know who wins. Right. Uh, but good lord, you know the, the the close calls and the top fives and the seconds and all this. I could. I'm like, God, how do you, you know, how do you, how do you miss that much, you know? But, but anyway, the the USGA events. The the one thing that really sticks out to me, you would know this probably. This would have to be second level stats because I was the first alternate this year for the senior am. But I have been a first alternate 
18 times in USGA events. Wow. And never gotten in one. Never got through the first alternate. Never gotten in. I'll be darned. One year I was first alternate in three of them. Mid-Am, USAM, US Senior Open. Wow. And didn't shoot above 69. Jeez, I missed all three. <laughs> well, you know, the one thing about the USG Championships, and we, we just recently had uh, Walter Todd and Mike Gravely on here who, mm-hmm. who've played in a couple themselves, and uh, just the different level of the golf course that you're playing, oh. I mean, the, the, the length particularly. Um, we, we try to educate folks when they come play in one of our USGA events that this isn't the city tournament qualifying. This mm-hmm. is a national championship. Oh, yeah. And it's not going to get any easier from where we are to where you're yeah. going. So Yeah, I remember a lot of that, a lot of the comments this year about the qualifier at Woodcrick. Like, oh, yeah. we played up well. <laughs> that, that's nothing because you're going to see that plus more and you're going to see six-inch deep rough and you're going to see greens that are firm and fast and then – and that's if everything's perfect. Then you could get rain and wind and and everything else that goes along with it. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about Walter Todd. Yep. We just had him on the show. Yep. And uh, you all have got to be good buddies. I, I oh, would, absolutely. In your senior days here, right? Oh, yeah, and a little before, but yeah, okay. absolutely. You're traveling together now, playing in tournaments at yep. Gasparilla or over in England somewhere. Yeah. British Scotland. Senior Amateur, right? Have you all been there last couple years? We went to uh, Royal Dornock and actually spent some time around uh, – uh, around St. Andrews for a few days and then went up and you had a great because his wife Lynn and my wife Sarah they're good friends they're both big tennis players and they play some golf together so it's it's just been I tell you what when they when they when they made Walter Todd or any of the Todd's they, they broke them all those I, I can't say enough great things about that them and the family and the boys they are they are they are top shelf it is they're a great family great that's for sure they are good so tell me about some of these other invitationals you get to go play mm-hmm. Gasparilla Chanticleer, I'm sure. What else yeah. do I not Jones, know about? Jones Cup's a good one. Sunny Hannah. Um, you know, I don't get to play in, well, you know, just not enough times. I'm still a working stiff. But uh, there, there's – once you get to be a senior particularly, there's there's so many of those. You know, there's Crump Cup at Pine Valley. I mean, there's all these types. Of, you could literally play in something, you know, twice a week, every week if you're – you know, so inclined and, and but people probably think you do though you don't that you're breaking that myth right here you're not playing oh no no okay I, you know I, it's I'm, I'm fortunate work-wise you know with vacations and stuff and and that, that I'm able to do you know what I do and I you know between you know family and back in the day of kids and everything else you know you just you have to manage your time at least I do I have yeah. to do pretty good job of time you just mentioned your wife sarah y'all been married now for a year it'll be a year year, october the 30th all right good for you well she's managed to keep you around that long very very nice lady yeah she's Uh, a wonderful lady uh, she's she's a trooper y'all just earned your first husband wife championship how about now that that is a first you talk about pressure that's all that's more pressure than any usda event is that here the mixed team here at the Columbia country club yeah Yeah, it sure was are you going to take her to the mixed team at daltal y'all going to well, that. we're actually going to be at Mount Vintage this year. We yeah, had to make a, we had to make a schedule. Not this year, but ne- yeah, ne- next year would be a, a good time. To start. A, she, she had not played in a tournament until about a month ago. She right. started playing golf about five or six. She was a competitive runner and competitive tennis player. Still plays, still plays tennis and golf. Yeah, but uh, she, boy, she she got the bug for golf, though, oh, right? I, I mean, I mean, I tell you, she walks all the time. And like, if I go play a USGA event or any type of event. She'll go get a tea time somewhere else, and she'll go play and meet people. She, I mean, she lo- she loves it. Yeah. We went out to the uh, to the U.S. Uh, Mid Am Team uh, event in, Ju- in July last year in Kansas City. It was 106 degrees the first three days, and she went to another guy and walked. And we're in carts. 
one guy with us playing the cart had to quit EWD because he could, he was in a cart and she's out there walking. Wow. So, so she's my hero. But yeah, she's uh, yeah. That's we, we got a lot of uh, commonalities. Not not just because of the sport, but just very active people in the gym. And so uh, love her to death. And she's been a, she's been a wonderful influence. Well, she's been she's been a, she's been a nice addition to our, our spectatorship around the SEGA. <laughs> I tell you, she. I think one of the things I think it was the tournament champion. She introduced me to those. Electronic uh, hand warmers. Oh, that yeah. you put I've seen those. oh my gosh, dude! Rechargeable I'm, yeah, hand I'm getting ready to buy a bunch of them this upcoming winter. <laughs> that would be that would be a good tea. Yep, yep, it would be. You're right. <laughs> All right, let's talk about real quick the Columbia Country Club and dogfight. Mm-hmm. So they have made oh, a number <laughs> of rules for the. I call them the target rules. I mean, oh, there's Lord. gold tees. The, Here we go. The way you do the picking. <laughs> yeah. Talk yeah. to us about the dogfight out here. Oh Lord, he yeah, gets beat the, up on the dogfight. Yeah, right? this because he beats them up. I bet he this, wins a lot. Nah, that's this, what I'm saying. This started years ago, and yeah, I've, I've you know I've played pretty decent in the dogfight, and uh, you know the first thing you need to know is that the rules of the dogfight have nothing to do with fairness. Okay, <laughs> it, it is not golf. Okay, it's 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 gambling for a few dollars. So everybody's trying to get an advantage, right? That's right. <laughs> So the unfortunately the guys the the whoever the whoever the they are uh-huh, you know the yeah. they that make that make the rules right uh, they know they are never going to be on my team so anything <laughs> they can do to to discount or, or, or handicap me is a good thing but yeah to this, but I tell you what ironically uh, this started gosh I don't know more than fifteen years ago yeah I've been a member out here twenty five years I guess oh wow and. Um, so, literally, I mean, to this day, I still play all the gold tees. I'm maybe one of the only guys that, but I, I always play, which the gold yeah. tees at Columbia is all the way back. That's the tips. So, you know, it's right. 7,400 yards. And for a guy 62 years old, you know, that's, that's about there. Yeah. But I, I kind of took it as a, as, a, as a badge of honor years ago. And I said, okay, well, then I'll just beat your tail from right. It's just, that's just my makeup, man. I'm just, you know, you challenge me. You don't, don't do that. You know, I... I what club do you hit in the 14? Because that's 220 yards or so, is it? Yeah, if it, the front's about 220 to back. It can stretch about 245 or so. Yeah. But typically, it's unless it's into a bunch of wind, it's just a rescue club. It's a okay. Hybrid. But the funny thing is, when it comes member tournament time, Eddie plays the white tees. And what did you shoot on Lakeside during the member member? It was ridiculously low. Oh, 29. 29. That's great. So, yeah. Well, you, so we're talking about Columbia Country Club, and we obviously we do – SCGA does a lot of events at Columbia mm-hmm. Country Club, and we're very fortunate, and we, and we don't take that for granted either. But, um, I mean, this, this golf course, when, it's, when it gets championship proper, it, it, it's, one of the, it's one of the best championship courses we, we play. I mean, our amateur championship, when we bring it out here and Sam Fryer dials that thing in and, and gets it yep. rough and gets those greens firm and fast, and is that one of the reasons it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good uh, uh, challenge for you? It is. You know, it's, it's, it's a very subtly difficult golf course because there's, you know, visually there's nothing out there that makes you go, oh God. You know, there's not, there's not lakes all the way down one side like a, like a die course or a Fazio course. There's really, you know, you can, if you can't hit drive on every tee here, you've got a problem yep. because it's wide open, right? That's why I like playing here. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, it, it's all about the, you know, the, the short game, the stuff, the stuff around the greens, hitting the fairways. And now you're, the ball sits down. You can catch flyers. you got to learn how to manage that. But really, it's all around the greens. You miss a green. I mean, that little gnarly rough and, you know, good, firm, fast green. So uh, that's, that's the golf course's defense. And if it's not there, it's, you know, it's just – it's, it's it's not very difficult. Is there a type of golf course that you prefer more? I mean, are you are you like the the, the bomb and gouge type of golf course, or like the old school Palmetto, or is there any is there a favorite golf course that you play? 
That's an interesting question. You know, I've, I've had successes and failures on all of them. Okay. Um, and I think that's the neat thing about golf. You know, golf isn't, isn't football. It's not you know, every course sitting 100 yards long and 50 yards wide. Yep. You know, and, and, and even if it's the same golf course, the days, you know, the, the wind, the conditions, the rain, you know, everything changes. So you got to be real creative. And um, I think that was one thing that once I learned that about golf, that's when I started, you know, posting lower scores. And it's learning, again, learning how to play golf. I didn't have to hit every shot perfect. And that's what, that's what killed me early, early on in golf. You know, I would, those first tournaments and trying to qualify, you know, I, I as an athlete and being a, a pitcher, um, I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm hitting the ball good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go qualify for this. I'm going to go to this tournament and I'm going to compete. And I would step up on that first tee and, and feel like, you know, I've, I've got to hit every shot perfect. And, you know, tension creeps in there. Mm-hmm. And next yeah. thing you know, you hit about four or five balls. <laughs> I haven't seen that in a month. <laughs> and it took a long time to figure out, I, you know, that I really had to, Relax and, and, and not care to execute right. and uh, and let everything. Have to hit every. You got to play your foul balls. Yeah. You can't you can't blame other teammates in this game. You got to look in the mirror. But it took a long time for me to figure that out. You've played a lot of golf courses, a lot of different golf courses. Mm-hmm. Is, there any, is there any? Is there a favorite? I mean, is there like a, a in Augusta National or anything like that you've played that just really stands out to well, you? I did. I've played. I was lucky enough to play Augusta twice, nice. and that and that was. I tell you, it's you know the. The first time that I was there, I walked off 18 and went, what just happened? I felt like I was there for five minutes. Blur. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was horrible. I was like, can, can we go again? I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, but it, it, it's not in – the greens aren't rolling 13 yeah. when I played. I mean, that may, might have been rolling like 10 or something. But, you know, every golf course, a lot of these, you know, national type of events, and frankly, SCGA courses. And you can take a lot of golf courses and get them tournament ready – and they're spectacular golf courses because to me it's it's more about the the conditioning mm-hmm. you know of a golf course how is it prepared and I've had some that I stepped up on and I went oh I, I I can't finish here I mean it, <laughs> man that's most USGA right. most USGA events I mean I've I've had some I don't know if it's bad maybe I just need to play in more of them but just some you call it bad luck bad draws but you know God wind and rain I played this year just pouring rain I. I had no, I had no chance starting on the first tee. Everything I had was soaked. Right. <laughs> that was the British or the U.S. The the Senior Open yeah. this year, yeah. 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 So what's one of the this putting you on the spot? One of the funniest things you've ever seen on the golf course seen happen? <laughs> he see, he plays at Columbia Country Club. I mean, oh, it's, I know. it's a long list. Wow, funniest. It's, it's I, I thought I thought you were gonna say like a best or worst to us. The funniest. Wow. Uh, okay, well. Yeah, kind of funny. So this this is actually this was this was the kids when I was coaching the kids. So uh, one of the events that they had, they don't have this high school tournament anymore. We used to be at Edisto, and that's like playing golf in a bowling alley. Yep. Much less high school kids that are you know going to hit it a little a little you know wayward. And I had not played the golf course, but I walked them around on the practice round, and we got to eighteen, and eighteen's this hard dog leg left, you know, par five. And the green's this little sliver down there, and it's got a pond on the right, and there's a little bunker on the left, and literally about five feet and a road. And the road's out of bounds. So, number one, I didn't think that any of them could get it around the corner, and they could probably get it out there about 250. So the rule was under absolutely no circumstances, there's enough train wreck holes out here, under absolutely no circumstances do you go for this green in two. Got it, guys? Got it. So... All of us parents were sitting down there, and I'm walking in. And, we, and all the parents, because they stay in the cottages there, 
and uh, they've got all their little tailgate chairs set up left of the left of the green, and I'm walking with a few of the kids, and I'm, I'm walking up, and Matt Moninghoff, because yeah. th- there were there were five kids that were all seniors in the same year, right? Cole, Matt, Alex, Taylor, and Carson. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how he did it, but Matt hit a drive and somehow hooked it hard, got it through the trees. It must have hit the carpet, and it was way – he couldn't have been 180 yards from the green, okay? And I looked back there, and I went – here we go, <laughs> and you can see and you can see the train wreck coming. You just as a coach, you just can't do anything about it. Okay, here we go, and sure enough, he hit. I said, "Looks pretty good." Nope, and it flew on the road, bounced up, and went onto the second story porch. Nice. I, 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 rattled around, and I could I could see it up there going. Well, that's about right. <laughs> and I look back, drop it, and here we go again. I was like, "This is going to be a, a 20. And he hits the next one like five feet. Do you really? <laughs> and makes it for par. Nice par. So, like, there we go. Nice par. <laughs> I'm going to share a somewhat funny story happened to me this week at Carolina Country Club where I hit my drive on number 10 a little far left when I was blocked out. Yep. And so I tried to take a nine iron and lay up to the fairway. Well, I hit a good nine iron. And I hit it straight to that creek to the right. Rattled around the rocks, jumped out by the cart path, and I got it up and down for par. The only par out of my group on that hole. Just routine par. Yeah. Routine par. That's – well, I've I, I, you wouldn't know this. You talking about the, the, the national tournaments uh, three or so years ago? And I went into a playoff and lost a playoff as <laughs> usual. Uh, God, I hate to say that. Gosh, that's, that's, that's painful. <laughs> Ugh. But um, so it was it was the last day, and and they had had just a ton of rain at Chanticleer. So we were we were playing lift cleaning place. It was underwater. Even the range was underwater. It was horrible. And so you know you wanted to hit it in the fairway so you could. Left clean in place, right? So coming down the last few holes, and I was uh, a group ahead of the final group. That last, the the first part five on the back, a really good drive with the right side, and it was about that far in the rough, but it was teed up. I said, okay, I can get this thing there. And I just smoke it, and it's, it's perfect. And I was like, that might be a little left. Well, it flies down in that creek left of the green mm-hmm. where all those big rocks are. In just a split second, then it flies out of the creek, <laughs> over the green, over the bunkers by the cart path, and I get it up and down for birdie. Okay, I go to the go to the par three, and I make bogey. Okay, go to the par five down the hill, and I and I hit it. The pin's front right, and I hit it just just a foot short of the green. Chip it, horseshoe it for eagle, make birdie. So about that time, some of the guys come. Well, how you staying? I said, Well, I'm whatever I was, five under or something. Oh well, you're uh, you're. You're, you're tied for the lead, but the leaders still have 17. Balls, yeah. Go to 18, hit it about a foot left in the rough so I can't move it, and it is caked in mud. And the bo- and the pin is dead front right in that little ball. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Lord. Well, you know, if I got any chance, I got to hit it way over here to the left, left side. And I'm aiming at that left bunker, and the ball comes out and goes 90 degrees right. It's headed for that tennis court. Yep. Flies down in the creek, hits the rocks, up in the air, onto the back center of the green, and who's who's the uh, standard Lennox, the guy that yeah, yeah. standard Lennox there? It's still out there. He's standing there, and I make that putt <laughs> for birdie, for birdie, routine birdie. And then uh, uh, Pat Thompson hits it about a foot. We go into a playoff, and oh well, there and there was, and there we go. <laughs> and history happens. Was there anything we've left unsaid you want to talk about? Oh well. Um, you know, I, I tell you, probably the biggest thing for me is even coaching the kids and everything. Um, 
just you know how much golf's done for me you know coming from where i came from i'll i'll never be able to give back to golf what it's given me from you know relationships like you mentioned with walter but so many great guys that, that we were able to play with especially as we get into senior golf a lot of the egos right. are out now we're all competitive so right. we want to beat each other's brains out but uh, i mean you just you know rick cloninger and, and and liebler and robert and david and brad I mean, just all the guys that i have met over the years that yeah. I, I consider uh great friends and and, and relationships um you know go, not to mention what it does for you in business, things that's allowed. I mean, my God, I got a, a kid from a farm and, and working in a meat and three restaurant in Chester, being at Augusta National. Are you kidding me? Right. I mean, that, that, you know, where else does that happen and what other venue gives you that opportunity other than, other than golf? So kudos to y'all for, for giving us the, the opportunity to do what we do. Well, and I'm, I'm going to throw this in there too, and you might not know this. I don't know if you remember this, Alan. But when I first started 25 years ago, I actually started with the junior program. And one of the things I was tasked with was this Little Legends team event that we did down there at the Hooting to Blowfish uh, uh, driving range that we they, they created. And uh, Eddie was one of my first coaches. And I, I didn't know Eddie that well, but, I mean, he, he was and, and he sponsored a team. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that was my, that was my you know, introduction to Eddie and what, we, what we've done. And we've, done, we've been together a lot since then. I've forgotten for all about A that. whole other <laughs> level, right? I mean, that was wow. a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Eddie, you've been a great representative for the South Carolina Golf Association, for golf in general, and uh, it, we're, we're proud to – probably getting ready to call you a four-time Senior Player of the Year, and you've earned it. Uh, you're uh, going out there – I know a lot of second-place finishes, but that's, I know you're ready to jump that, that hurdle. but uh, <laughs> or, or choke on it. Or the other. <laughs> but you've been good, and we, we appreciate you being a part of it and what we do and, and, and representing for us. Well, thank you very much. You got it's, – it's, it's wonderful to – to, to have the opportunity, I tell people, no matter where I go, all all over the country, that we're extremely lucky to be in South Carolina because you don't have you don't have to go play these national events. I mean, we've got such a wonderful uh, schedule of all types of events when you're in South Carolina, and it's affordable and extremely competitive, and you've got everything you want right here. So we are extremely fortunate. Awesome. So thanks awesome. for everything you do. Thanks for being a part of it with us.